This is music you can find. A occasional discussion about some of the most interesting albums out recently. I'm Charlie DeMont Wildy, and it's the week of March 16th. I have not done an episode since January 20th, and so my usual intro of saying a weekly discussion is inaccurate, and I can't say it. So welcome to what I think is really only the second episode of the year, second standard format, and this is not really going to be a standard format. Been a lot going on, it's been a busy time, and there's now, uh, you know, a crazy ton of, of wildness going on in the world, and there's still been a lot of good music to come out. So I don't know if during the quarantine here you're going to have more time to listen to music or less. Uh, I'll probably be having less time because I won't be sitting at a desk wearing headphones as much since I'll be working from home and also tending to a, a three-year-old. And my uh, my wife will also be working from home and tending to a three-year-old. So, we, you know, we've all got a lot to figure out. But, you know, we're halfway through March. It's been a few months, and there's been a lot of good music to talk about. I haven't gone through... I, I'm, I'm not going to be doing my normal, you know, pick four or five and truly feature them, dive into them, talk about them, talk about my thoughts, what I like, what I don't like, what I what I was hoping for, what I didn't get, what I did get. But but what, what we are going to do is I'm going to run through essentially just a list of my favorite albums of the year kind of so far, just some of the albums that I've liked the most so far in 2020. There have been a handful of really great albums. I think there have already been a couple albums that I liked enough that they'll probably stick around on my end-of-the-year list. But I'm just going to kind of go through what I've written down on my tally of my favorite albums, and I'll give a, a couple sentences on what you can expect from it. You can see if that's something that you're maybe interested in, and, you know, we'll go from there. This is in no particular order. It's maybe vague. It's essentially just in the order that I listened to it. That doesn't even necessarily mean it's going to be in the order that it came out, but it's vaguely going to be in that order. So the first one I want to mention, I think, is going to be my highest recommendation. The album that I think is my favorite so far this year. It's it's a really remarkable record. It's the new album from Moses Sumney. Gray Part One. So this is apparently one of a of an epic two part piece that he's working on, and so it's Gray G R, and then that character where the A and the E are smushed together. I'm too much of an idiot to know what that means. Moses Sumney. He's sort of a neo soul artist. I think he gets pegged with that name neo soul, but I don't know how accurate that really is to describe his genre. I think that a lot of artistically minded and sort of vaguely R&B or soul-influenced black artists get pinned to this label neo soul uh, and, and if this was an if this was an if this was a non-black artist I don't know that this would be being called neo soul it's much much more expansive than that and I feel like that is a limiting term that gets used a lot of times for these black singer-songwriters this this album it truly is. It does. It does so much. It's drawing on psychedelia. It's drawing on different types of jazz. It's drawing on like very experimental indie. Like it, it's. There's times when it sounds like Radiohead at their most experimental. He has this this really really wonderful voice, and the songwriting is just is so diverse, and still so cohesive. And it, I, I find this to be a wonderful work of art. 
It's it's a moving album so far. I'm excited to see what Gray Part Two brings us. But man, this this thing so far is highly, highly, highly recommend listening to this. It I I loved it. I've loved it every time I've gone back to it. It's really really remarkable. So that's Moses Sumney. He's a very talented artist who's put out some great work already. I think this is his best work yet. I don't know if I mentioned this on that last episode or not. I don't remember when this album came out, but the next one I'm going to talk about is from Kitano Veloso, a Brazilian musician who was originally part of the Tropicalia movement. If you've been listening to this podcast, you may have heard me reference that before. I love that Tropicalia stuff. They're some of my favorite albums of all time, some really wonderful musicians and bands. Obviously, Os Matantes and Keitano Veloso, he's, he's one of the, you know, a, a legend of, of that era. So this is a, it's sort of a self-titled, it's Keitano Veloso and Ivan Sacerdote. Um, and it's guitar, sort of bossa nova influenced, a little jazz, but then still drawing on a lot of that. Brazilian folk, the stuff that would have been filtered into the Tropicalia stuff, and Ivan plays clarinet. And this is, it, it's a mellow, but deep and beautiful piece of music. This is a wonderful album, great morning music. Highly recommend Caetano Veloso with an Ivan Sacerdote with their self-titled collaboration project. Next up, Raspberry Bulbs. They are a punk band. They have a new album. I've always thought they were pretty good before. This one is very good. This is really, really good, really uh, fresh sounding, very inventive, and and highly well, highly executed hardcore punk. Really, really good. Right up my alley. This is exactly the type. This this went right into the veins for me. Their album, this new album, is called Before the Age of Mirrors by Raspberry Bulbs. If you want a nice blast of, of very well-together and fresh-sounding punk rock, that's where I would go looking for that. Habibi, they're kind of an indie garage punk group. They've, they've had some really, really cool stuff, some good EPs. They're here with another EP, Anywhere But Here, and it's another good one. They've got, um, they bring in a lot of surf influence, some world music, if that's fair to say, uh, but, but they're just back with another really good kind of garage surf EP. Alexandra Savior has an album called The Archer. This is very spacey, psychedelic, folk-ish, but still very pop-forward. It's it's like if Lana Del Rey was straight ahead, just full-on artsy psychedelia. And if you like that kind of thing, this is very this is a very dreamy album. Very very moody, very drifting, very echoey. And and it's a real nice listen. Uh, no no dead moments on it. It's a, that's a that's a good album. Alexandra Savior with the Archer going hard again next. The metal band Tombs. They're sort of a progressive, slightly experimental black metal band with uh, Monarchy of Shadows. This is not their best work. If you haven't heard Tombs before, I would say listen to Savage Gold that came out maybe six or seven years ago. That is one of my favorite. That was something that kind of got me into this particular type of music. This is pretty straight ahead black metal. It's creative, but it's far from being avant-garde. It's it's not experimental necessarily, but it is well executed, really excitingly performed black metal. Monarchy of Shadows by the band Tombs. Next up we got Smoke Dizza. This I've talked about Smoke Dizza before, I think. He he's a good kind of golden age style rapper. Very focused on bars, very focused on flow. There's some good creative beats on here. The new album is called A Closed Mouth, Don't Get Fed. 
It's a good album, some good features. If you want some real, if you want some classic sounding, but very modern feeling hip hop, Smoke Dizza is a good way to go. And this is another good one. Closed Mouth Don't Get Fed by Smoke Dizza. All right, Wasted Shirt. This is an exciting one. Wasted Shirt is Ty Siegel and Brian Chippendale of the band Lightning Bolt. So these are two guys with a huge amount of clout coming into it. Lightning Bolt, obviously, they've been around a lot longer than than Ty Siegel. Ty Siegel, he's the kind of the upstart in the band, but it's cool to bring this new, young, exciting punk like Ty Siegel. He's somebody who is great in a collaborative setting. He brings a lot of his own style, but he also melds very well into different musical milieus. And this one... It rules. Lightning Bolt, seminal noise punk act. You're bringing in that history. They had an amazing album last year, very recently, so they're still clearly firing on all creative cylinders, still making loud, loud, loud noise. You're bringing that in with the the experimental musicality of Ty Siegel, the song craft that he can bring into it. This album is called Fungus 2, and it rips. It's another one of my favorite records of the year for sure. This will probably be on my list as we progress through, as, as I'm starting to assemble the best best of 2020. So if you're looking for Ty Siegel, and if you're looking for stuff from the minds behind Lightning Bolt, a great project. This really, really came together for me. I loved it. Bonnie Light Horseman, they're a folk group. I think they're sort of a super group. I didn't do research. I don't have notes in front of me. On, on, I don't remember this one. They've got a self-titled debut. It's really good folk. It's it's very traditional, but very progressive, very of this time. They're bringing in old sounds, but doing it in, in, a, in a way that feels relevant in 2020. Bonnie Light Horseman, good folk music. All right, U.S. Girls is a project I really, really love. I loved, uh, I loved the last album by U.S. Girls. U.S. Girls is an experimental pop project. Basically, all kind of hinging around Megan Remy. She's been around for a long time. I have not listened to much of her earlier stuff. I've really only listened to the last couple albums. I've been loving it so far, and I really, really like this one. There's a lot of funk influence to this. I, I feel like I'm getting a lot of Prince influence coming through on this one. And I'm really digging it. There's a lot of full group vocals, a lot of harmonies. Uh, she's she's experimenting with some different sounds and some different studio techniques than she has before, and it's all sort of serving this exploration of of modern life, late stage capitalism. I really, really, I I enjoyed this a lot. If, if you want some very good and interesting sort of art forward pop music, U.S. Girls is one of the best acts out there. All right, I wish I had more to say about this next one than I do. I've only listened through it once, and I haven't given as much thought as it yet deserves. Caroline Rose is back with her new album. It's called Superstar. A couple years ago, Caroline Rose came out with the album Loner, and I loved that album, and I couldn't figure out why everyone else wasn't freaking out about it. That album was really, really great, and so now she's back with a follow-up, and I liked it a lot again, but I've only listened to it once. I for sure did not feel as gripped by it as I did with Loner. She's pushing herself into even grander territory. These songs are big. She's playing with a lot of... She's advanced her her studio techniques, her songwriting techniques. Everything definitely feels stepped up a level. I think I miss a little bit of scrappiness, but that isn't what she's dealing with on the album. That isn't the purpose of the album. It's all very clearly to a purpose. 
And I need to listen through it again so that I can really connect kind of the thematics of the album with the presentation of it. Because I think there's a lot here to enjoy, and I it's worth digging into more. I've only listened to it once. Bacche is the next band I'm talking about. It's B-A-C-C-H-A-E. Their album is Pleasure Vision. This is a, a girl punk band. They obviously are bringing in some Riot Girl influence. They thread that needle really, really well between harsh, aggressive, hardcore punk and then a much more melodic and catchy kind of a garage rock or, or indie punk influence. They, they walk both sides of that line really deftly. This is one of the best punk albums of the year so far, I think. I have really, really, really liked it. So that's Bacche, B-A-C-C-H-A-E. The album is Pleasure Vision. All right, next is Rap Ferreira, R-A-P. I think it's short for Rhythm and Poetry. This is the artist who used to be known as Milo. He sometimes goes by Scallops Hotel or sometimes goes by Ruby Yacht, and he's half of Nostrum Grocers. So this is an indie rapper who has been around, has developed quite a bit of a following. I like him a lot. I've liked a lot of his previous projects, and I think this is one of his strongest projects yet. This is The album is called Purple Moonlight Pages. It is just full of creative lyricism, catchy flows, really, really interesting and off-the-wall production. It's very woozy, very, very abstract, dreamy, weird, but never never at a point that it feels isolating. It's never weirdness for the sake of itself. These songs feel just really, really well manifested. This is one of the best hip-hop records of the year so far. It, really, really great. I love it. I can't wait to listen to this one again. It's a little on the long side, I'll say, and, and it may have been a better album if we had trimmed it a little bit closer to the 45-minute mark, but it, it's still, so much of it is so good that I, I can't I can't help but give it its due for being great. Next up, we got the French avant-garde metal band Satan. Say it with me, guys. The French avant-garde metal band Satan. Satan, they are back, and I don't know how to speak French, but they have an album. It's called Tits Ses Horrors. Who knows? Who knows? Look them up if you can find it. So Satan is just spelled Satan, but the rest is T-O-U-T-E-S space. C-E-S space H-O-R-R-E-U-R-S Tutse Horreur Who knows? Who knows? Satan is the band. There's another metal band called Satan, so it can be really confusing. This is the French band. If you're looking for it, the album covers like a face that's been like, uh, it's, it's like a drawing of what looks like just a bunch of like prosthetic face parts kind of sitting on a tray. You got ears and the lower half of a face that looks like it could be applied onto someone else's face and eyes and stuff like that. Uh, it's just really, really good avant-garde metal. You know, that's basically that you what what you're getting here is is very, you know, very weird, abstract song structures. The sounds that are on track over track are very different throughout the thing. Sometimes it's really abrasive, sometimes it's very kind of sweeping and and uh, a little droney or a little ambient and, and always weird and and enjoyable i I like it i like a good french avant-garde metal band and uh here's a here's a good album from one next up is going to be ken and brad kolodner with their album stony run this is very very traditional folk you got mostly hammer dulcimer on this thing so if you're looking for some hammer dulcimer some banjo and uh some really nice folksy male harmonies 
This is a wonderful album. It's a beautiful thing to drink some coffee to. Great album. Ken and Brad Kolodner, Stony Run. This seems to be pretty under the radar. I don't know how many people are going to listen to or talk about this one, but if, if you're in the mood for this type of thing, easy to recommend. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is the new work from none other than Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry, I'm on the record as being a huge fan. I, I, I think he's, without a doubt, one of the best young rappers in the game. He's talented, he's creative, he's, he's both forward-thinking and aware of hip-hop's roots. So he has a new project with Kenny Beats. It's called Unlocked, and uh, it's great. It's, it's another great project from Denzel Curry. He hasn't done anything bad yet, and this is another... It's, it's got these wacky, chopped-up, and jittery, and digital, and, and odd beats from Kenny Beats... And he just raps all over them. The beats are wild, and and he is so good in that space. And it's great. I don't. I, I look. Denzel Curry rules. And if you like good hip hop, you got to get up on him if you're not already. If you are and you didn't know he has a new one, then listen to it. That's all I have to say. Denzel Curry rocks. So that's the end of this episode. I am hoping that I can get another normal episode maybe next week. Maybe I can get this to go every other week. We're going to see. I, I've got a lot of new things that have been going on taking up my evenings. So that's all I have to say, I guess. Thanks for listening. Sorry it's been so long. All of the music from this episode can be found on our Spotify playlist. It's going to be a long one this week, but it's still called Music You Can Find This Week. The link is in the show notes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Charlie's Takes. As always, if you found something here you enjoy, make sure to check out the artist. Now, obviously, right now I'm going to tell you to pick up the record or buy some merch. Go to their website. See how you can support them. Obviously, right now, at this moment, a lot of local scenes are hurting. A lot of bands would like to tour and can't. Please find ways, if you can, if you have some extra money and there are artists that you like who would like to be touring and can't right now because of this, because of the situation we're in in the world, please support your local scene. Please support the artists that you like who would like to be touring and can't. If you have any extra money, I know this is going to be a hard time for the whole world, but please think about it. If you've got like an extra 10 bucks, buy a shirt, buy a record, do whatever you can. This is a hard time for artists, and I would like to support them as much as we can. Let me know what you've been listening to lately. Give me a heads up. If there's something on the way you're excited about, that's going to be it for this week. This is music you can find, so please tune in next time.